The other woman was almost a sister to her, an overbearing, overprotective sister at times, but Rosalind found she appreciated it. I had a run-in at the enclaves. The new boiler pack is lost. What happened? I ran into the Nighthawk. Silence. Then Ingrid slowly released a breath. I hope it was with a sharp knife. Unfortunately not. Come. We need to meet with Jack, find out how his night went. Ingrid followed as Rosalind leaped down onto the train tracks. A rat chattered in the dark, and Rosalind smiled as her friend cursed. Bloody rats, Ingrid said in disgust. But she kept close to Rosalind's side just in case. They won't bother you, Rosalind replied, disappearing into the dark silence of the tunnel. They walked for several hundred feet, unerringly following the abandoned steel tracks. Ingrid could see in the dark, but Rosalind was forced to rely on memory, silently counting the steps. Her groping fingers found an iron-bound door in the side of the tunnel, just as a gust of wind blew through the emptiness, stirring her hair. It sounded like a faraway scream, no doubt one of the trains that ran in nearby underground systems. Some of the locals who ventured down here thought the sounds were the cries of ghosts. Those long-dead miners and engineers trapped down here when the eastern line collapsed. Or those who had died three summers ago, slaughtered by the vampire that had haunted the depths until it was killed. Rosalind was scared of neither. A vampire was just a blue blood gone wrong, and she knew how to kill those. As for ghosts... Well, she had plenty of her own. Shimmying into the access tunnel, her hands and feet found the metal ladder, and she scurried down it. Ingrid followed, shutting the iron door behind her with a clang. A sickly green light burned below. Rosalind slid the last few feet to the bottom of an old ventilation shaft. An enormous fan stirred lazy circles in the wall casting flickering shadows through the phosphorescent light. A man leaned against the pitted brickwork, his arms crossed over his chest and a scowl on his face. He saw her and relaxed, pushing off the wall toward her. Jack, she said, letting out her own breath of relief. Her brother looked tired what little she could see of his face. A heavy monocular eyepiece was strapped over one eye to help him see in the dark, and a leather half-mask obscured his lower face. The eerie green tint of the phosphor light-amplifying lens unnerved her. With it, he could see almost as well as Ingrid. Rosalind lifted a hand to touch him, then paused when he flinched. Jack didn't like to be touched any more, even through the heavy layers of his coat and gloves. Rosalind's fingers curled into a hard fist. That was one of the things she missed so much about Jeremy, the way he'd wrap an arm around her shoulders and drag her close, taunting her about the fact that he'd outgrown her, the way she'd kick his feet out from under him and take him to the ground with a laugh. You might be taller, she'd say, but I'll always be your older sister. Jack's hard grey gaze ran over Ingrid. No trouble. Not for me, Ingrid replied. Rosalind found herself the recipient of that stare. She shot her friend a hard look. Nothing I couldn't handle. Well, I'm curious, 
Ingrid said, stalking past. Just how did you get away from the night hawk? Gritting her teeth together, Rosalind ducked past her brother's startled gaze and hurried after Ingrid. I seduced him. Rosalind! Jack snapped, trailing in her wake. Three long strides and he was close enough to fall in beside her, the phosphorescent flare stick in his hand highlighting the harsh planes of his face. Tell me you two are jesting. Ingrid laughed under her breath. Unfortunately not, Rosalind replied. I lost the shipment and five men. Steel can be replaced, Jack replied. So can men, Ingrid called back. But not the money for either. Rosalind ground her teeth. The money was filtered through the Humans First political party, along with information from several sources.